Welcome to the Free Lawyer Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Miles. The Free Lawyer Podcast is designed for the lawyer, entrepreneur, or professional who is in some way unfulfilled, stressed, or stuck, and is looking for something better. We will discuss various blocks that limit us from achieving the personal freedom that we all desire, but have not yet fully experienced. And we will give actionable steps to free yourself from them. Are you looking to achieve a new level of success? If so, this podcast is for you. Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of The Free Lawyer. And I'm so happy to have with us today, uh, Ravit Rose, and and Ravit has a service where she tries to help parties going through the trauma of divorce to get a better result, to be more content, and to give them the support that they need. Ravit, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Gary. Thank you. Um, you know, I gave a little summary about what you do, but but tell me a little bit about your personal journey and how you got to where you are today. So when I got divorced about 12 years ago or separated, I thought my life or my divorce was going to be really easy and it turned out to be extremely litigious. 12 years later, um, I spent over $100,000 in legal fees to go around in circles and circles and circles and circles to finally understand that this is nothing but a game. And the reason that I was keep getting thrown into this game is because I, I didn't understand what it was. I never learned about it. No one ever taught me how to do it. And I always say, we don't know how to marry and we certainly don't know how to divorce either. So about six years into my, um, into my divorce, I had another business with an uncle and the uncle came and stole the business from me from right under my feet and threw me out into the woods like a stray dog. And this is where I stopped and I said to myself, hold on a second, how is this even remotely possible? You know, and I start to question everything. I questioned me, my life. Why me? Did I do something wrong? You know, did I curse someone? Did I do something the wrong way? How is it possible that it, it ended up being me? And this is where I finally started to sit and I sort of dipped into a depression. And I finally started to sit and just write and just write and write and get every all the thoughts that were in my head. I purged them out onto paper. And this is where I ended up publishing my book there, Unwanted Nasty Divorces. And the purpose of the book was my revelation of understanding it's not just me. It's not just my situation. It happens to everyone. And so I did interviews with hundreds of of parents and I start to understand this is a model that just doesn't work. We're being thrown into this world. We're emptying out our bank accounts, going into bankruptcies, you know, losing businesses, losing our lives. Our kids are losing our future and none of it is making any sense. So that's where I started. Your divorce process lasted about six years and cost you about $100,000 in fees. I'm actually 12 years in. It was about six years halfway through that I realized that this was a game. Is is it now completed? Nope. Still goes on. And that's so stressful, isn't it? Um, Not as much because I'm taking it more as understanding this game and this rhythm more than anything else. I don't take it personally like I used to. Now it's like an adventure. Like I'm like a like a mystery, like a mystery person who's trying to figure out how this works. So from that experience, have you developed a passion sort of for helping other divorcing parties have a, have a better process, a more, a less stressful, more successful process? 
Yes, exactly. So my purpose is to revolutionize the way parents are divorcing around the world so that they avoid ending up broke and broken. The current system and the justice system and the legal system and everything else that there is to it today is broken. And a lot of us know it. It doesn't work. It, does, it helps in some cases, but it doesn't help the parents sort of rebuild their lives and restructure it, which is what divorce is all about. So my purpose is providing parents solutions that are realistic, viable, effective, efficient, and will help them to really go on with their lives. So it's got a future forward approach. I know that I've seen in, in with I, I do mostly family law and in chatting with my clients when they come to see me, they're filled with fear, um, anguish, often heartbreak. Um, but probably of all, fear is is the most overwhelming uh, emotion they feel because there's so much change and they don't know what their life's going to look like when they're parenting uh, alone, separately, sometime alone without the kids, sometime with the kids by themselves and where they'll live and what they'll do. And have you encountered that same sort of fear with the folks you work with? It's all about negative emotions. Divorce is one big giant goop of negative emotions. And like I always say, you're, anyone who's getting divorced or even thinking about it is walking into an unknown territory. And it is very scary and it's overwhelming. And the thing is, we don't have experience. So we don't know what we don't know. So it's like the blind leading the blind out there trying to help each other out, giving each other wrong advices, uh, you know, following the bad rhythms and the bad patterns and all that. And that's where we're walking into. And this is why we are overloaded with fear and, and emotions that are crippling us. We're, our fears and our emotions are actually sabotaging our entire future. And, and those fears and those negative emotions very much, I've seen, cloud our clients' judgment. Some of them just, oh, I just want to get it over. Uh, even if the result will be terrible for them because they they can't stand the process. So they just want to get it over and, and they may reach out for a really destructive solution for them because they have a hard time enduring the process. How do you help? What do you do? And how do you help your, what is your niche and how do you help your clients? So as a divorce coach and mentor, what I do is I help them to look at reality and look at facts. I help them to separate emotions from logic, right? So if there's one place to be emotional and that's with me, then scream, yell, do whatever you need to do. Or in my divorce community app, this is a place to be. But then you've got to be logical and you have to be sane and you have to be reasonable and you have to work well with your lawyer because you're paying big bucks for this. So what I always say is that you have to be careful of the four D's. When you make a decision, a divorce decision based on a desperation, denial, or despair, you will always with 100% certainty come back and regret it. And I, keep remind, and I keep reminding them over and over again, this is an emotional decision. If you want to go this way, that's fine. But understand there will be consequences and you will loop back around and reopen Pandora's box one day and everything will come back alive. And if you don't want to do that and you don't want to keep living in this looping saga and circles of misery and problems, you need to find a solution that works today, tomorrow, in the future for all of you, you, the other parent and the kids. So tell me what you do, what your business is, what your, what your service is to your clients. So when I started to understand that there were common patterns and that parents really were not understanding what is divorce about and how do I do this in a way where I can not end up broken, broken, I realized that what they needed was 24-7 support. 
They needed guidance, direction, support. They needed to have to be heard and all that. Now, the common problems these days is that when someone is getting divorced, they go and follow the I hate my ex clubs on Facebook that are all trash talking one another and giving each other the worst advice on earth. So what I did is I created a divorce community app that looks and feels like Facebook, but is far better. And we have four main features there. One, the parent gets to come in and remain completely anonymous. So they're using a fake name. It's not attached to any account. No one's going to know if they're male or female, where they're from, and no one's going to recognize them. And now we're reducing the whole libel and defamation law, uh, cases and lawsuits. And we're also reducing the, the idea of an ex going and like spying on you to go to court and start a whole kafar full of problems for no good reason at all. The second thing is our app is moderated by coaches who specialize in divorce, life coaches, relationship coaches, divorce coaches, money coaches, career coaches, everything. And so what we do here is that the coaches are there moderating the app. The parent can come in and chat and engage and DM one another. And also there's an educational component. So the coaches have all created small bite-sized courses under $100 each, super affordable, about 90 minutes long, so it's not long and stretched out and all that. And it answers one particular problem, whether it's stress-related, kids-related, financial-related, um, or spiritual, just trying to figure out who am I, what am I doing here? So the whole idea is that they have a place to engage and chat and vent on a regular and consistent basis because when a parent is having a difficult time and they're very emotional there's two choices they either go the route and just let it sit in and mull in their head and wait until it destroys them and they blow up and become unreasonable and and very difficult um and the small problem turns into this giant problem or they go straight into the app nip it in the bud get solutions and move on with life well that's really really helpful what are some of the biggest problems you've seen uh, divorcing parties encounter early in the process when they come and join your app or join your service? So most of the questions that people have at the very beginning when they're contemplating divorces, how do I do this and how do I make sure that I don't end up uh, eating tuna uh, sandwiches instead of eating my steak that I'm used to? How do I make sure I hold on to the lifestyle I have and all that? And what I always say is that you're going to go through a roller coaster ride for years to come. For women, statistics shows it takes about one to three years to start to stabilize. And for men, it's about three to five years. In those times, you're trying to rebuild and recreate this new life of yours. You're trying to get yourself from a place of unknown to a place that, that seems better, that looks better. So what we do is we help them logically plan the divorce. Think about it before you talk about it with the other spouse. Make sure it makes sense. Make sure it's the right timing. Make sure that you're not going in with like, you know, shooting missiles at the other parent. You're going in sane, comfortable. It's reasonable. You're being fair to the other parent because if you start to shoot the missiles, it's going to be a bloody war. And we know that that's how it works. So once we get them from the very beginning and say, listen, you just you have to be on a fair playing field. And we explain to them what happens on the other side. If you're not there, they already start to calm down. Because their mind goes to the fear. Their mind automatically and psychologically goes to the unknown. So we're trying to bring them back to reality and say, there's a solution to every single problem. Whether you're dealing with a narcissist or a very in, a difficult individual, or you're a single mom and you don't have income and you're trying to figure out how am I going to go on with my life? 
we help build all that up. So we take That's this picture and create it. Do you, does your service work for both men and women? Yes, absolutely. Moms and dads. Okay, great. Um, and I know a big part of this process is the role that lawyers play. And you, you've probably seen some lawyers who are, um, who your clients are, are, they find them helpful and positive and get them to the end result and others who are not. What are some of the best characteristics or traits of, of a good lawyer and a good family lawyer? What people want at the end of the day is they want to move on with life. So I find that the parents that are going for the sharkiest, baddest lawyers are the ones who are most confused and they're having the most emotional problems. So we look on the flip side and we say, so what makes a, for a good lawyer, someone who's compassionate, someone who's driven by solution for the client and someone who knows that once that agreement is signed, once that judgment is rendered, that person is stable, that person is solid, is independent, and is able to move on with life without having to circle back and fight again. That, to me, is what I call a mensch of a lawyer. That, that's really wonderful. I think those two traits are really important, to be compassionate and, and to be looking for solutions. And, yeah. and I know that's been the hallmark of what I strive for in my family law practice. I'll have some clients call me and I say, it's really important you pick the lawyer that's right for you. If you want a bulldog, you want a pit bull, someone's going to fight with your spouse, who's going to call him or her names. Uh, that's not me. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to help you find a solution and get past, past this and move on with your life. And when I have another lawyer on the other side who's like me, it's amazing how smooth it is. Because we both come from that same mindset of how can we find a collective solution for our two, two parties. And sometimes it takes time. Sometimes one party, I think you mentioned the four Ds, some party is not ready yet emotionally to make the right reasonable solution. But the file isn't churned during that time where the, process, the emotions are being processed, the feelings change, and then two good lawyers can find a solution. What do you think makes um, a, a lawyer in the family law arena, which is very competitive, there are a lot of lawyers, what makes a good lawyer stand out as a family lawyer? Someone who is looking for a solution for the client that helps them to rebuild this puzzle. So I always tell clients, and this is a really great analogy to understand, because people often misunderstand what divorce is all about. I say your life now as a married couple is, you know, is set. You kind of have a vision of what the puzzle looks like. And that means that you understand that all the different components of your life, so every piece of the puzzle represents something. And even if the picture, you don't like it, it still fits together somehow. Once you decide to separate, once you're starting the move to get divorced, that whole puzzle just crumbles and falls apart, which means that now what you have to do is you have to take all the different areas of your life. So your career, your uh, family life, your role as an individual, your hobbies, your, you know, your desires, your goals, all of that, you've got to rebuild it and put it all together. The only way you can do that is if you have support. So when you have a lawyer who says, you know what, let me take care of the law and you take care of the emotional stuff. And here's a solution for you to take care so you could rebuild it and see it. That's what makes a good lawyer. Because the lawyer clearly says, I care about you. I want you to be okay. It's like an employer-employee relationship. What makes an employer's uh, company organization succeed? It's when the employees are actually doing the work, they're being productive, there's no retention, there's no issues. So 
the lawyers have to take on the approach of this is like a business. I'm the employer and I have a vision and goals and I have to make sure that my employees are all following my, my, my goals and my vision of this is how you rebuild your life. So I have, I have a lot of family lawyers who listen to this podcast and, and a lot of them are what I call the good family lawyers, the ones who really are compassionate, who are problem solvers, who are looking for solutions uh, as quickly as possible to, to reach an amicable solution that both parties endorse. What do you think are some, how can lawyers like that stand out in, in the legal arena so that more clients like the ones you serve will find them? So what we're doing is we're actually working with those compassionate lawyers um, in offering this, this service of the Divorce Community Act. So what we're doing is we're bridging the gap between lawyers and the client's actual needs. So whereas we're saying uh, we're going to help the parent with the emotional side of things and be there for them 24-7 and all that while you go and take care of the law. This is the best formula that exists. And the reason is as follows. If you're a lawyer and you're trying to bill flat fees or you're trying to go to that flat fee model, being the therapist is not going to help. And the reason is because one of the greatest problems that, that clients have is getting a bill at the end of the month and saying, what, Gary, how did you charge me $1,000 when all we did is one little letter and how does it take you four hours to write a letter? And then you say, well, hold on a second. For the other three hours, I was being your therapist. I never asked you to be my therapist. I didn't know you were going to bill me. So what happens is there's conflict. And the reason there's conflict is because the two parties just don't understand one another. And it's mostly coming from the parent. The parent doesn't understand that the lawyer's not supposed to be the therapist. The lawyer's there supposed to be there to handle the law and help you structure it in that, in that manner. So there's a lot of issues that happen back and forth. The other thing that we do is that through our app, what it does is that it's proven to reduce negative reviews. So one of the biggest worries that we have as, as attorneys is you don't want to end up having the bad reviews. You don't want to have the bad word of mouth that says uh, Gary or whoever, George, uh, are overbilling and they're being ridiculous and it doesn't make sense because they don't understand the process. So when we make the, we help the parent become more reasonable, sane, and mature in the way that they look at their divorce. And we focus on really looking at their divorce legacy versus the revengeful um, and ugly games. We eliminate all those problems. So for the, the family lawyers who are listening to this, who, who I classify as the good family lawyers, what um, positive suggestions do you have for them? about how they can serve their clients better and, and meet their needs in, in the most effective way. Parents at the end of the day are looking for solutions. They're looking for help. And when they're calling their lawyer asking or, or venting because uh, my ex just sent me this email and I can't believe he did this or she said that or whatever, the best thing is to, to really be a compassionate human being and just say, you know what? I totally understand. I resonate with what you're saying. I've seen it. It's normal, this and that, but you really need to focus on solutions. And therefore, here are some services and here are some places you can go to that can help you with that. And I really want you to succeed. And I want you to be able to, to have a good post-divorce life. That, that's really a great suggestion. I've seen so many times when my clients are very, very emotional when they call me and, and I listen to their emotions. I help them to process it but then really try to refocus them on what's at hand. Because actually, I don't know if it's purposeful 
or it's just how people are. But sometimes I think the other party or frequently the other lawyer who's not what I call a, a good lawyer um, is purposely trying to push somebody's buttons, purposely trying to annoy um, either taking a kernel of truth and blowing up into this big, nasty accusation, something to mess with my client's mind. And, and I, I actually tell, I, I try to tell them, don't you worry about anything. You just give me what I need, whether that's information, whether it's documents, whatever. Um, and, and don't worry about all the other stuff, you know, that that's going on the letter writing, the accusations and pleadings, because all those are just create unnecessary stress. But I always begin by being compassionate with how they feel because it is very upsetting. I don't hide letters from the other lawyer to my client, but it's very upsetting to them to, to see it. So one of the, if, if I were to take the role as the parent, if a lawyer were to tell me, don't worry, don't worry, I'll still worry. Because telling me don't worry is still not going to settle the issue that my ex did this and he did that and she did this and she did that and I can't believe it and taking the victim mode. So psychologically, a lot of stuff is happening to us in the background when all, when we keep getting hit by, you know, by shooting missiles. So those negative emotions are necessary, uh, a necessary or at least a typical response to those kinds of accusations is what you're saying. And I, I understand that. And there's more deeper root cause problems. So what the, the parent has to learn is not just okay, I'll settle it today for you. It's they have to learn the difference between reacting and responding and understanding that they need to have coping strategies in order to determine how do I ensure that the next time he does this, I don't get affected. How do I make sure that the next time she says this, I'm not going to react. This takes skill. This takes repeated skills. And it takes like this, this learning process of changing the way that you act in front of the other person, because we have to remember that the relationship up until this point was all about being husband and wife. At the end of the day, they ended up in the same house. They had the same uh, goals and visions, whether it's with the kids or individually and all that. At this point, their entire relationship is changing. And now they're becoming mother and father. It's not obvious to go from husband and wife to mother and father. So that takes some work to understand, and that's what we help them do. As long as we hold their hands, as long as we're supportive with them on a regular basis, they start to understand that I shouldn't take this personally. It is just a game, and it's coming from them and from a good, happy place versus needing someone else to calm them down. That's my ideal scenario. Well, that's, they, that's really good. I really like, too, what you said about responding rather than reacting. I think... In life, often, but but certainly in this arena where there are emotions involved, um, and I know it's been my tendency sometimes during my life on a personal level to react rather than taking a step back, processing what I'm feeling, thinking about how it's affecting me, thinking what is the response I really want to verbalize or take, and then responding after some period of reflection. I often tell my clients who who might be pressed by the other party, Will you do this? Will you agree to this? To say, um, I don't know. Let me think about it and I'll get back to you. It's not offensive. It's courteous and it buys them time. I'd say, always say that when they push you and then take a step back, talk to your therapist, talk to Ravid if they're using you, talk to me, but always take a step because once they say, oh, sure, I'll do that out of irritation or annoyance or whatever, then we're kind of stuck because if, if that's not the right answer, it's hard to undo without being attacked, you know? Yeah, absolutely. 
I've worked with uh, C-suite executives. I've worked with, uh, you know, single moms who are going back into the, to the real world. It's all the same thing. Everyone functions in the same way. We're all human beings at the same time. And I always tell them, you got to learn to just be, just be, don't move, don't say, don't react and just process. Because if you are dealing with a manipulative person, if you are dealing with someone who's trying to attack you, whether it's another lawyer, whether it's your ex, whether it's your neighbor, whether it's somebody else, you have to learn to just not move. And then, then you will change. And once you change, you'll feel more stable, you'll feel more relaxed, you'll feel more comfortable, and you'll feel safe knowing I'm in a good place. That's where we want the clients to be at the end of the day. Feel safe knowing I'm okay today and I'll be okay in the future. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. You know, I think a lot of what we're both chatting about is the importance of being self-aware. That often our clients, uh, my clients and, and your, your clients don't know what they're feeling and they don't know why they're feeling it. And once they understand what is this emotion I'm feeling and, and where does it come from? And then how do I process it? What, what do I do about it? Um, and self-awareness, I think, is really important in life. It's important to lawyers. And it's certainly important to their clients. Don't you agree? Absolutely. And I would add one other thing, self-awareness and mindfulness. Yes. Because tell me, tell me about mindfulness, what you mean by that and how it factors into this process. Being mindful means being, being in the moment. So there's a common statement that saved me in my divorce, and it was calmness of the mind, peace be still. So as all these like fights and problems were being thrown my way, I was like extinguishing this fire and then extinguishing that one and that one and that one. And that was the whole purpose, right? Distract Ravit so she can't focus on what's important. She'll become so overwhelmed, so over emotional, she won't even know what she's doing. Once I start to just be and be still, everything started to change. That's wonderful. I've done a, a podcast on kind of being present in the moment yeah. because I found in, in my life personally, um, I'm, I'm sober in recovery. And, and in my prior life, there were a lot of things that happened that I wasn't proud of. And I could, I could be filled with some shame and guilt and remorse and sometimes resentment about how other people treated me. And I've seen in divorce situations, uh, our clients are often filled both with some guilt about something they did and, and some resentment about something their spouse did to them. And the other place where they get off track is thinking so much about the future. I'm afraid, I'm worried, I don't know what's gonna happen. But if they're present and handle it day by day in the moment with good advice from folks like you and me, they can find solutions. They can be present with their kids, not feeling shame or resentment or fear or worry, being a good parent and, and moving through the process. So I, I think that's just a great, great suggestion. Ravid, I love what you have to have to share. Um, you know, I think it's really important you highlight some of the good practices that lawyers use. And, and I think you've you've hit on two that are really important is being compassionate and focusing on solving their legal problems. Um, you know, too often I've seen lawyers turn a file. I've seen lawyers create arguments um, and it offends me personally. I, I see myself and, and many of the other lawyers who listen to this, who I've chatted with, we're, we're professional paid problem solvers. That's when we're in our best. And that's when I feel the most fulfilled when I handle a case for someone and they send me a thank you letter, thank you for being so understanding and so helpful. You know, that's what it's really about. Absolutely. And at the end of the day for the parents is thinking of the future and thinking of what's the divorce legacy I want to leave behind. 
do I want my kids to remember the fighting and the chaos and the craziness and how we lost vacations and we lost this and that? Or do I want to come out looking like I did whatever I had to do to save everybody's lives? You have to really think about your divorce and the parent has to think of the divorce legacy from the very beginning, because that's sort of like a goal. It's a vision. It's a purpose of what do I want to look at? And this is something that we help them build because without it, it's they're walking into this unknown territory blindly. You, you don't, it's black, it's dark. You don't know where you're going. You're trying to, you're trying to figure out where you're going and you can't. So that's was when you have that, you have maturity. When you have maturity, you're sane and reasonable. When you're sane and reasonable, you're an easier client. When you're an easier client, you have a, a lawyer who's on your side, who's going to help you protect you and build this structure so that you can move on with your life. So it's all a ripple effect and it starts off from the client from day one. And, and that's great, I think, because both you and I have a goal of making the divorce process less antagonistic, less stressful, more cooperative, more solution oriented. And I've seen studies that say that the biggest impact on kids in divorce isn't so much the fact of divorce, the fact that their parents are now separated living elsewhere, but the stress, the more contentious, the more nasty the divorce is, the more kids are affected. And, and that's been my experience. And do you share that as well? Absolutely. And I always say that the, the final answer is not to go in front of a judge. The answer is not to go and litigate and say, you know what? You don't want to give me what I want. I'm just going to go to the judge. They don't I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. So many of my clients say, what is your track in, in the divorce arena? What is your track record in court? Okay. And I tell them, I said, if I've tried your case, we've lost because it's never, ever the right solution. The two parents can make the best decisions for themselves, for their children, for their financial future. Judges try, I, I think, but judges have their own um, inherent uh, prejudices, not to say they're prejudiced people, but they have their own life experiences that have affected how they do things. They're seeing a snapshot. They're seeing lawyers making, pretending, making things appear as if, and, and uh, an unfortunate result can happen that certainly won't be as good as what the parties could derive for themselves. Exactly. So at the end of the day, it's really making the parents understand that maturity comes with being more reasonable and being more self-aware, being more mindful, thinking of your future and just keeping your eye on the goal, your final end goal. Where do you want to be? How do you want to get there? What do you want your life to look like? And it's not going to be that way if you go in court. Um, you have always used the word uh, parents when you're talking about your clients. Do you only work with divorce situations where there are children involved? For the app, yes. Specifically, it is designed for parents with children because we focus on five main areas in the app. Um, emotional, financial, spiritual, career, and parenting. Gotcha. So one of, one of the greatest lessons that I've learned is that when a couple does not have children, their fights are very different. They're not as acrimonious. It might just be about money. But when it comes to kids and family, that's where there's this giant blown out destruction because there's a lot involved. And I tell people that your divorce is not just about kids and money. Your divorce is about a lot of other things. And after you sign that agreement, life begins. And that's where your divorce actually starts. So that's why I focus more on them because they have a longer, um, long, long-term effect of negativity. Very good. So I call my podcast, the free lawyer, because it's all geared towards how we can best create true personal freedom in, in our life. And, and for you, what does true personal freedom mean to you in your life? 
waking up in the morning, doing what I want to do, thinking well, thinking of making the world a better place and not having to worry about problems. That's freedom for me. Very good. Very good. So for the listeners here who would like to get in contact with you, Ravit, what is the best way that they can they can find you? So um, on LinkedIn is a great place, especially for professionals. And the app's website is divorcebyrose.com. Um, in there, we also give a seven-day free trial to individuals. So they can always go in, test it out, see what it's like. Um, if any of the lawyers want to do that, they could also do that as well. And we're also working one-on-one uh, -on -one with attorneys who want to offer the membership to Divorce by Rose to their clients. So we're tailor-making programs for uh, the attorneys, whether they're mediators or attorneys, whatever the case is. So I welcome anyone to reach out to me. I guess we'll have uh, my contact information somewhere in the show notes. Sure, no. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Ravid, thank you so much. I think what you're doing to try to make the divorce process, which by itself is very difficult and challenging, um, more user-friendly, more helpful, more successful. And, and I thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thank you. I really appreciate being here today with you. So everyone, thank you again for listening to this episode of The Free Lawyer. And as always, please be well, be safe, and be free. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Free Lawyer Podcast. Wherever you are listening, if you enjoyed what I shared, please leave me a rating and review. I would appreciate hearing more about what you like best and what topics you might like me to cover in future episodes. If you are interested in experiencing a more fulfilling and a more successful life, please contact me at www.garymiles.net where you can schedule a free discovery call with me so I can learn more about you, your challenges, and your dreams. I appreciate each and every one of you and have a great rest of your day. Thanks to all of you for your support.